and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This episode we are returning to our oft-visited Disney princess bracket, uh, and we're going to look at the sidekicks. Yeah, so um, obviously we, we've done the, uh, the princesses and the villains, so now we're looking at the, the sidekicks, but we're only looking at the sidekicks for those princesses. Yes, uh, um, Disney sidekicks as a whole would take us all day. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think there are 53 Disney movies, yeah. must be 54, um, each and every one of those will have a sidekick. Um, so yeah, that kind of makes this a bit difficult. So we've stuck within the brackets we used, and then maybe further down the line we'll look at some others as well. There's definitely some interesting characters. I mean, we've already done some stuff with Stitch and what have you, yeah. but there's definitely some interesting characters there that can spin off into their own fights. Uh, but for this, we're using exactly the same structure as the, as the two previous. So we've grouped them into yep. classic, renaissance and modern age, just as we have with the princesses and the villains. Uh, so there'll be one winner from each bracket. All of those will go together to fight at the end and get us an ultimate winner. So for classics, we've got the seven dwarves, yep. all seven of them as Snow White sidekicks. We've got Flora, Fauna and Merryweather as Aurora's sidekicks. And we've got Jack and Gus Gus as Cinderella psychics. I know there's also Susie and Pearl, but they don't really do a lot of the yeah. dresses, whereas Jacques and Gus Gus have their own story going on. So I feel like that makes them psychics. So at this point, very important ground rule, we are going to take these as units. So yeah. we're not going to end up with just Dopey still standing. Yeah. All seven dwarves have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with Flora, Fauna and Merryweather. All three have to go and Jack and Gus Gus both have to go. Yeah. Yeah. If one's standing, they're still in the fight. Yeah. Okay. Then moving into Renaissance, we have Flounder and Sebastian. Some of these, um, it's kind of difficult to decide who's Ariel's psychic out of those two, I guess. Flounder doesn't do a lot. Yeah, but Sebastian's... But he is the psychic in yeah. the traditional sense. So we're taking Flounder and Sebastian. We're taking Raja, because even though Abu is the sidekick and Aladdin, Raja is Jasmine's sidekick. Yeah. Uh, we're then taking... Okay, so Beauty and the Beast is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> so we've had to make... So we're going to take Cogsworth, Lumiere, Mrs. Potts and Chip. We're drawing the line there. We're not going to have Wardrobe and all those other characters, because otherwise she'd have a seemingly infinite army of plates and cutlery and chairs yeah. and, and everything. Uh, then we're going to go with Mushu obviously, and Miko yeah. for Pocahontas. And then moving into the modern age, we're going to use Ray and Lewis from Princess and the Frog, both of them. Yeah. Uh, Pascal, obviously, from Tangled. And then for Brave, we're using Queen Eleanor yeah. because the bears themselves really are more comic relief. The brothers, yeah. Yeah, the brothers, whereas Queen Eleanor is, she goes on the quest with Merida. She's the whole purpose of the quest, yeah. so she's clearly psychic. Okay. So, a bit convoluted, I guess, compared to the very obvious princesses and villains brackets, but... I think so, but I mean, I think what you've got to remember is that A, there's more of them, yeah. um, but B, more importantly, that there's a lot more work goes into the sidekicks to make them rounded enough to be characters, but not so much as to steal focus from the, yeah. cent the central character or the villain. Yeah. So, they're a lot more nuanced a lot of the time than, uh, the, than the characters they're supposed to be underpinning. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive straight in, I guess, because there's yep. quite a lot to get through with this. So in yep. the classic age, then, we've got Jacques and Gus Gus facing off against Flora, Fauna and Merryweather and all seven dwarves. Uh, now, I, I guess 
straight away you kind of think Shark and Gus Gus are on the back foot here. They're just mice. Yeah, but they're small. Well, they're small. Shark is small. Um, quite great. Yeah. He's quite wily. I was going to say, Jacques's got a brain on him, and Gus Gus is actually, he's fearless. That's part of his he character. Is. Like, uh, it is. It's a very important part of his character, but I think that the thing is that being that they're presumably this is going to be in a house, no, a cottage in the woods, because that's what they all have in common. They all have in common. They're, they're, yeah. wood, they're woodland creatures who live indoors. Yeah. Um, the, the dwarves live in the woods, and so do um, Flora Fauna and Merryweather with um, Aurora. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of a place it. You put these in some sort of farmhouse or cottage in the woods, they've got the advantage they can get up, get under the stone cracks, they can get into the floor, they can get into the walls. Mm. So, um, and they're used to doing that. I know it's a, an old chateau that's sort of been disrepair in, in, um, in Cinderella. But they do have that ability to get around and to navigate properly. So, okay, they're massively outgunned. I mean, for me, um, Flora Fauna and Merryweather have a clear I mean, yeah, they're, they're clearly overpowered here. They're I magic mean, users. Yeah, I mean, do we allow magic is the question. Because, well, I, mean, I think you, are... you have to with them because it's integral to the characters. It, it, it is, but it's also their not use of magic is integral to their characters as well. The fact they live for 16 years without using it and they, you know, they, the way they... To try and hide uh, Aurora. Yeah, true, so, but I, no, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I, think yeah, I mean, the theories, you have to allow magic as part of their fight. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, th- I think the fact that they're, there, if they're good fairies, well, it's not like it's Maleficent who would t- t- turn them into bacteria. No. no. So, I mean, they are overpowered, but I think they have a very obvious weakness, as do the dwarves, in that they have that kind of dysfunctional family element going on. Yeah. Like, it, if, if Jacques and Gus Gus were able to wind them up enough, which I'm sure they can, because mm-hmm. they're wily mice... Um, they're going to end up fighting amongst themselves. Oh yeah. I mean, they'll fight amongst themselves over over the color of a dress, for yeah. instance. Which look better in blue, by the way. Uh, I agree. Blue is clearly the best of the two. Um, but it, there is a possibility that you can wind them up enough that they'll take each other out. And likewise with the dwarves, they will squabble amongst themselves. Yeah, they will. But I, th- I think. However, there's also there is the dysfunctional family element as well of like. They'll fight amongst themselves. Yes, yeah, it's I can, but I can if call anybody, anybody like. Yes, if anybody else touches them. Yeah, then it's no, it's all yeah. one, and I think that's where it's going to come into. I mean, they, it's with all of these. There's the common interest. That's the thing that binds them. There's always yeah. no, there's always the princess or the no, the, the character that, that so they're all gravitating towards and they're also looking to protect. So you always have that, and I think that as I said, I can I can call you what I like. Anybody else calls you it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's. Where it's gonna no, that's where it's gonna go. I mean, I think there's a numbers advantage from on the dwarf side, obviously. Yes. But I think you've got Grumpy's gonna be so fucked off at there being a situation in the first place. He's not gonna want to get involved. Sleepy's gonna sleep. Sleepy's gonna sleep through it. Dopey's not gonna know what the fuck's going on. Happy's gonna try and make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. So all of a sudden you've got Doc, Sneezy, and who we missed. I I forgot. Right. So you've got Doc, Sneezy. Are we really Bashful. gonna name all seven dwarves? That's what we name. All right. Okay. So you've you've only actually got three. You were going to need to. Well, Bashful's it. Bashful's going to be too afraid to fight. Yeah. Um, Sneezy is. Well, I guess he's got a projectile weapon, and and Doc's going to be the brains of the outfit. But again, it's kind of his character that I think he would be more inclined to try and get everybody to peacefully resolve yeah. their issues, than anything else. Yeah. Um, now that's where this is a tough bracket for me because not. I mean. Normally, we've had this problem many times, obviously. I know it's a fight to the death, so something has to happen. But generally, all of these are good, lovable characters. It's only when you get later on, they get a bit more of edge to them. I mean, the classic Disney sidekicks were as peaceable as the, as the, the princesses. Yeah. 
So it's it's very difficult to find where the edge is going to come from. I think I think Grumpy would fuck somebody up if he absolutely had to. And I and I think to be fair, the fairies have got some spunk. Like yeah. you, you push them. Yeah, and I mean the, the dwarves are all armed. Yeah, and I mean Gus Gus as well. Like I say, he's fearless. He's, he's, li- he's, he's fearless. a little killing machine. If you might have ever point him in the right he direction. He is, but he, the problem is he's he's fearless like a very small child. He doesn't know his limitations. No. No, so he doesn't realise he he will go into he'll go into a scrap and get stepped on. I and I think that's exactly what happens with the mice here is that Jacques is going to be formulating some sort of plan. Meanwhile, Gus Gus is off. Yeah, he's in with both fists right now. He's um, he's running up Grumpy's leg up to his nose and bopping him one square on the nose. At which point, Jacques can realise he's in trouble and attempt to bail him out, which is yeah. what always happens. I mean, you also have to figure that the dwarves are, are handy enough that they're going to have. Mouse traps and shit everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, I kind I kind of think that there's the there's the fight quote unquote fight scene in Princess and the Frog where you, where they're on the boat and mm-hmm. they're hopping around and the the, the three numbers got the three stooge in each other. Yeah. You're not going to get that with seven dwarfs. No. No, it's not going to be a case of right. He's on your nose. So I'm going to whack your nose and it'll kill him. Yeah. But he'll jump by the way. And I'll smack him in the face with a shovel. You're not going to get that. No. I, I think I think what happens here is is if. Gus Gus does go up and, and whack Grumpy on the nose. He is just gonna throw him to the floor and step on him. Yeah. Or hit him with a pickaxe. Mm. Or, you know, and and that leaves that leaves Jacques with with no companion. It, it, as they depicted, Jacques's actually gonna run into danger and try and get him out as well. Yeah. And that's not gonna end well for him. No. I think no. I think the mice, unfortunately, I don't think they've got anything to offer in this fight. No, I think they go down twenty very, feet. They're gonna squash them. Yeah. I, I think they go down very early. So what it comes down to is Flora, Fauna and Merryweather against the dwarves. Mm. Um, yes, the dwarves definitely have the numbers. If they could swarm them and hold them down, then maybe they could get a pickaxe in their head. Maybe. I don't know, though. I, mean, I think it's more likely, though, that given, the... given Flora, Fauna and Merry, like we, we've listed them as sidekicks here. Let's be honest about it. They are the key protagonists. They of are the movie. movie. Yeah, they save the day. It is them that defeat Maleficent. It's yeah. not... Philip does the actual act, but they empower him to do so. It's yeah. their power that allows him to do that. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about Sleeping Beauty before. We've talked about um, Philip and that sort of... He's fucking useless, let's be fair. He's, yeah. He, he's, he, no, he, he talks a good game, I mean, as much as... No, he, he wants to win and save the day. But if he, had, if he was left to his own devices, if it was just a case of, right, I've got a sword and a shield, which he didn't even have. They, they, had they gave it to him. Because he got yeah. himself captured straight away. Um... He'd be dead by the time you got off the bridge. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I, I think we have to be realist about this. Um, no matter what... I mean, I guess if the dwarves are quick, if they can throw their pickaxes and get them... Like, there's seven dwarves, so if each of them throws a pickaxe, they've got a decent chance of sinking it in the fairies' heads before they even realise what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I think... To be honest, you're probably going to get that once. I mean, if anything, that... If you've got two mice that have just been trodden on and, and, and squished to death, Fauna's going to be quite upset by that. Yeah. And I think possibly distracted mm-hmm. to a point where you may get one in her. Possibly. Possibly. But the other two I don't think are going to lose any sleep over a couple of dead mice. No, and then they're, they're instantly going to just obliterate the dwarves. Yeah. I, I think... Yeah, I, it's, look, let's not beat around the bushes. They're magic users. They're clearly going through here. Yeah. Flora, Fauna and Merryweather are clearly winning this bracket. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any there's any way that anyone can take them down. So we'll 
No, we don't need to write. Sorry, we'll remember. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll write. So just peek behind the curtain. We've got this written down and we're looking at it. But we know there's only one winner there, so that's fine. Yeah. But also peek behind the curtain. We can't actually afford a big board like they have on the SPM with all. And it's printed out, so we just write No, I, I say board, yeah. It's a bit of paper and we have a biro. Um, okay, so then... That's a nice biro. I still have from a nice hotel. You acquired it. Uh, so moving on to the Renaissance bracket then. We've got Flounder and Sebastian. Yeah. Raja. Cogworth, Lumiere, Mrs. Potts. Mushu. And Miko. Yeah. Okay, now, unless we're underwater, <laughs> Flounder's pretty much fucking useless. To yeah? be fair, he was fucking useless anyway. Well, he is he's useless in the water. Yeah, yeah, which is why, I mean, we've thrown him in because he is technically Ariel's sidekick. He's always depicted as being with Ariel. Yeah. Sebastian's the real character here. Yeah. Um, but Sebastian has very limited range of attack. He's pinchy. He's pinchy, but you've got to get in close to pinch. He's also just a finickety, grumpy yeah. little shit. And I think he'd spend more time small. Yeah, he spend more time whining than he would snipping. Yeah. I mean if you think of the um, the altercation in the kitchen with the chef. Yeah. He gets the best of the chef by clipping onto his nose. Yeah. You've got to get fucking close to that, but that's not gonna kill anybody. No, I mean look, if if you it's clip like he's got scissor hands, he's gonna take some fucking head off with it. If you it? clip Raja on the nose, <laughs> like he's just he's gonna, gonna, he's gonna, gonna eat him. him. Yeah. Yeah. So Raj is taking Flounder and Sebastian out straight away. No two ways about it. Kibble gods. Likewise, Miko. I mean, bless him. Miko's very sweet, but he has nothing to offer here. No, that's right. I mean, okay, we've we've talked about on our other show, we've talked about raccoons and their nature. Um, No, yes, they are thieves. Yes, they're aggressive. Miko's not, though. Miko's not. Miko's effectively a small child. Yeah. He's very sweet. He's very friendly. He's very loyal. He's getting eaten. He's getting eaten. Raj is eating him. Yeah. If you're lucky, Mushu might toast him first and then we have a, a warm snack. Yeah, yeah. so he's getting eaten. So now we're down to Raja, Mushu, and then the Sleeping Booty lot now. No, the Booty and the Beast lot. Uh, sorry, the Booty and the Beast lot, yeah. Now, Mushu is a fire elemental. Yeah. Cogsworth, uh, sorry, uh, Lumiere is a candle. Yeah. Like, this This does not end yeah, well. Yeah, motherfucker's getting melted. Yeah, Lumiere's not got a chance yeah. against Cogsworth Mushu. Cogsworth is polished wood. Again, no chance. Uh, I guess Mrs. Pot and Chip are porcelain. So yes, they'll take a bit of heat. They're going to be more heat resistant. But the resistance. Chip is going to make that vulnerable. Yeah. To, uh, to also, Raja's... Also, a big fucking tiger. Yeah, just stamp on them. Sorry, guys. They are gone. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not a great deal of singing going to get you out of that one. No. So we're down to Mushu and Raja. Now, Mushu's got the element of fire. Yeah, I mean, Raja's a big fucking tiger. Mushu's small and wily. Yeah. I mean, we, we obviously we've talked about it in the past. We've talked about it, so size versus speed and things like that. But... You never really like Raja is a tiger. You never really see him do anything tiger-like. He never pounces. He never no. attacks. He never does anything. No, yeah, he's actually depicted as quite. He's kind of tame. He's basically yeah, quite a, a domestic cat. lazy cat. Yeah, yeah. I think Mushu's got the temperament whereby he is small and wily enough that he would get on Raja's back. Yeah. At which point he just has to flame him, just cook him alive. Yeah, I mean you could. I kind of. It's, it's one of those. It, it is the classic thing where if Raja gets within striking distance. He, Mushu's small enough that he can eat him. I know he's a dragon, but he is a small lizard-like dragon. Yeah, he's like a Chinese dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and all... he's very small. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. Mushu, uh, the Raja would have to get close enough to him to swat at him with his paw, with his paws, or with his paws, hold to pin him down long enough to bite his head off. But the problem is, Mushu's going to be shooting fire off. Yeah. Now I kind of get this this image. I mean, it's a very cartoony image of Raja with his with, with the end of his whiskers on fire. Yeah. Any time he tries to get close, Mushu's going to be able to hold him off. I mean, admittedly, his flame-throwing ability is rather limited yeah. to begin with, but it's enough, and he's got a projectile attack, which Raja hasn't. 
So, I kind of think that all Raja can do is pounce. And again, yeah. if he pounces, he's committed to that. Yeah. If Mushu moves and then flames him... Well, Mushu has the advantage that Mushu can... It's not really flying as such, but no, he's not on legs, is he? No, he, well, he, he does stand on his legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, the way he, he does have small wings, though. Yeah, so the way he moves around, yeah. he does sort of. He, he does he's, skitt he's skittery. Yeah, he, is he doesn't skittery. fly like the, the, the big half dragons you've seen. No. 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 But he, he has that move around. Raja is very much based on a cat, or he's a big yeah. cat. So once he, he can't change direction in midair, he can't, no, he can't lift and, and lower. He, once he's in that pounce, he's in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas Mushu can quite easily skitter out of the way. I mean, you kind of get a flame. In one of the Madagascar hoops is the third one where you have a tiger who jumps through flaming hoops. Mm -hmm. You can, Again, you kind of want to sort of set something up so he gets stuck in a flaming hoop and just gets burned to a crisp. Yeah. But once, he, once he's flying, he's, he's not going anywhere. I think Mushu takes this. I think so. Okay. Well, th those two went quite quickly. This one? Yeah, so... Yeah. There's no magic in this one. Ray and Lewis... Yeah. Pascal. Yeah. And Queen Eleanor. Yeah. Okay, now. Lewis is a crocodile. <laughs> Lewis is a big fat lumbering crocodile. He's quite slow, isn't he? He's gonna be quite slow. Um, Ray bless him. Ray's not really much to offer here, is he? <laughs> he's wily. Yeah. And he's he's got a bit he's no pun intended, he's got a bit of spark to him. I mean he has got a bit of uh, bit of get up and go in him. Unfortunately his body doesn't really belie that. I mean he's not as capable. No. Um, I mean, Pascal's also quite wily, and he's also got a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. He's got the toad for this. Definitely. Um, I mean, you only have to look at the first interaction with, um, with Ryder, where he's tied up in the tower, that they're trying to wake him. You know, she's talking to him, trying to wake him up, and Pascal comes on and slaps him and sticks his tongue in his ear and just fucks him about. I mean, I, I have bias because I, I own a small lizard, but... Out of this whole bracket, Pascal is my favourite of these sidekicks. I do have a soft spot for yeah, Pascal, I mean, I'll be honest. The concern I'd have for Pascal is that how he... I mean, taking out Ray would be a piece of piss. He's got the long tongue. He's uh, much like the mice in the earlier brackets. He's got the gusto. What he doesn't really have is the ability. No, I, mean, I failed to see where he would have the physicality There's no way he's taking out a like bear or crocodile. No. Exactly. He can hide. He can hide, but then somebody's got to find him and kill him or he's got to come out of hiding and find a way to kill somebody else. Yeah, I don't I don't think see, I don't think he's got it. I, I, he doesn't have any attack power. No, I mean he's... Is it, he's got, is, this is tongue. He, he's, he's a very atypical sidekick. He's snarky, he's funny. He ain't going to do shit. No. Um, if it, it, This is about Lewis and Queen Eleanor. Yeah. I mean, the, pr the problem is we've said about teams, I can quite easily see Pascal picking Ray out of the sky and eating him. Instantly, that that's obvious. Bug versus bug versus lizard. That's lizard. what happens. But then you've got a crocodile. Oh yeah, okay. Pascal's a, a bit smaller, but crocodile. He's gonna. Well, yeah. I mean, this is what happens here, isn't it? Pascal will take Ray down. Lewis will turn on Pascal instantly, yeah. and and then eat you him. And then you've got a bear and a crocodile. No. And then, yeah, no, this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. And the, the whole premise of this podcast, where this started, fucking years ago. We used to debate while drunk and less drunk who would win in a fight between various animals. Yeah. Uh, and I think it started with puffins and rabbits um, based on a documentary that a friend of ours had made. Um, and it grew from there. So having random shit like who would win in a fight between a bear and a crocodile isn't exactly outside of our wheelhouse. No, not at all. Um, 
But it goes a little bit further than that, I guess, in that Lewis, as a crocodile, is reasonably friendly. More probably even more so than TikTok. Yeah. Um, you know, he plays his trumpet and you see, he's quite fat and jolly. He is still a crocodile at the end of the day. He is. However, I mean, you look at um, Queen Elna and her bear form. She's a fucking bear. She's a fucking bear. And you, what you find is she becomes more, more bear-like. Bear. Yeah, I mean... She's still got the heart at the start of the film in that she's Queen Elna, but as it progresses, she becomes more and more like a bear. Yeah. And I think you put her back against the wall, it is her character anyway as a queen, that she is going and to come a, and swing. And as a mother. Yeah. I mean, that was well, a... yeah, that she's was a little... maternal character, yeah. No, so, I mean, yeah. I, I think yeah. you give her the edge character-wise. In terms of animalistic, I kind of think a crocodile might take a bear. I don't know, because I think... Um, we're going to get in so much trouble for this. Um, but I think if you look at the way the way a crocodile would have to go, like crocodiles on land are quite slow. True. And their power is all in the in the jaw and the it, yeah. It's in the jaw, but it's in the front of the jaw. So you can hold a crocodile's head shut, its jaw shut. Yeah. Or rip it apart, which or a bear would apart, be able because to do. You yeah. haven't got the strength isn't at the base of the jaw; it's in the tendons in the nose. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of thinking more like if we're in water, the crocodile will be quite agile. Yeah. But of course, we, we are going to be on land, actually, aren't we? Mm. I guess. So. Well, you have to be, because, I mean, crocodiles can work in... Both ways of being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And same with, with like, the chameleon. It's yeah. not going to be... Yeah. Um, it's not going to be water-based. You'd have to be on land. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, a crocodile might get... It might, if it gets one in and lands a bite, yes, it's going to hurt the bear. But it's not going to be able to... It's not going to club, it's not going to claw, it's not going to scratch. No. Whereas a bear's got its paws as well as yeah, it. Yeah, it can stand on hind legs, it can rip, it can pull, it can beat, it can bite. Yeah. So I think, yes, Lewis might get one shot, one bite, and he might get around an ankle. But Eleanor's going to just like rip its jaw apart. Yeah, it's just going to tear it limb from limb. Yeah. Yeah, she's a bear at the end of the day. So Eleanor wins this bracket. Yeah, which I kind of thought that would have to be the case, to be honest. I mean, I, I like Lewis and that we, we debated when we were starting this as to who the sidekick was going to be. Which is why we took Rob. both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, there's a natural progression in there of um, fly, oh, um, fly gets eaten by lizard, gets eaten by bear. Mm-hmm. So putting Lewis in added a bit an extra dimension to that fight. But I think realistically... Not that I've ever seen a bear fight a crocodile. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm sure if you YouTube bear versus crocodile, yeah, I, I, there I, I will mean, be a video of a bear fighting crocodile. And if there's not, we're not encouraging this sort of behaviour. No. Yeah. And it, even if there is, it won't be as good as giraffes fighting. But no, because that is the best animal fight on YouTube. No, I've, I've not seen it, but I'd like I'd like to imagine they like fence with their necks. That's exactly what they do. So Giraffe like, fighting is them hitting each other with their necks. It's awesome. fucking hilarious. I need to see that now. Uh, yeah, anybody that hasn't seen it, type in giraffe fight and watch it. They they literally do swing their necks at each other. And then somebody needs to take that and put lightsaber noises and shit on it. Oh my god, genius! Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Um, so so far, this has kind of gone the way I saw it. Yeah. Going. I was unsure about the middle bracket until we started doing it. I did kind of think we'd maybe end up with Raja and Eleanor, if I'm honest. I, yeah, I but mean, then once we started, it was very clear that Mushu was going to win through there. The problem we've 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 talked about this before. We've had this in other fights that projectiles are always a thing. Yeah. And okay, fire is not technically a projectile, but you can it it can be it gives you distance. It gives you range, even if it's only a couple of feet. Um, add that to the 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 agility and the sort of the the speed of a smaller creature against a fucking tiger. 
Yeah. You're always going to have that, and the ability to set it on fire and just watch it crisp up. Yeah. That's that was always kind of going. That's always going to be yeah yeah. Okay, so moving through then, it's Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather versus Mushu and Queen Eleanor. Now, obviously, Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather got the numbers. Yep. And the uh, magic. And the magic. Mushu's got the fire, so he's got the ranged attack. Eleanor's got the size and the strength. Now, at this point, though, whilst a bear dominated the last round, Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather can fly. They can fly. They can circle it. Yep. And Mushu's and, got the speed and the and, attack power and the ranged attack. Yeah. So... Eleanor at this point is kind of in the same boat as Raja was in the last round in yeah. that she's got to probably even more so because bears are slower yeah, she's I mean, got to get very close yeah I mean bears are bigger and slower and more lumbering I mean and as as a bear you would see you, you'd look at three human sized women and go right okay I don't want to engage with them because they, they're more likely to be a threat because A they're bigger and B there are three of them yeah that's a little thing I can eat yeah and that's kind of, no. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, she's gonna go for Mushu. Yeah. Um, be you know, be her her instinct throughout the film is always you no. Know, it's it's maternal. It's you know, it's very human. It's very protective. And it's you know, as she becomes more bare, it becomes more feral. But there's still that maternal instinct. Yeah. In this fight, that's not that's not gonna help her at all. No. Because, and and, and yeah, you you have to figure if Mushu can take down a fucking tiger. Yeah. Take down a bear. Because a tiger would take down a bear. Yeah. Because so er, ergo by process of elimination. Yeah, but it doesn't always necessarily work like that. No, it doesn't. But, I mean, but, I mean you, a tiger you, would clearly beat the shit out of a bear because it's faster and more agile and the same thing applies yeah. here, I think. Yeah, and I think the, 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 if you were to put a tiger and a bear into a fight, I think there's the way that they're proportionate. Yes, bears walk on four legs, same as, as tigers do, but as cats... Tigers spring. More agile. Yeah. yeah, they they spring their their powers in different is in the, it comes from different parts of the body to a bear. So yes, you're right. I mean, you put the two of those together. And yes, you'd expect the tiger to win hundred times over hundred. In this one, again, Mushu's got to just got to do it from range. Yeah. If if the bear gets close, then the bear's going to start clawing and scratching and punching and clubbing and trying to bite. I mean, the bear could. Squ- I mean, Mushu's quite small. The bear could squish him easily. Yeah, if he if, if he could get, get close, close. she get yeah. close enough to stand on him. Then yes, there's a chance of pinning, pinning with one claw and clubbing with another, provided yeah. he doesn't say you want fire first. Well, that's it. You set your fire. And I also think there's an element here of between Mushu and Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather. There's an element of, oh fuck, it's a bear. Yeah. And the second it starts walking towards all four, are just going to go right. Okay, gentlemen's agreement here. Let's it, take the bear down first. Yeah. Sort of the the common threat, and then we'll then we'll fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Eleanor is going to fall here, probably by fire again. I'd say so. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's even, to be honest, Flora Fauna and Merryweather could quite easily turn her back into a human. Yeah. And then she's just useless. Yeah. And then she gets toasted alive as a human as opposed to a bear. Either way... Leave her as a bear because food will burn better. Yeah. Either way, she's going down. I think so. Yeah. So we're down to Mushu, Flora Fauna and Merryweather now. Right, now this is interesting because Mushu... Mushu is a smart-ass wise-cracking dragon. Yeah. Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather, yes, they have magic. They don't really know their asses from their elbows. No, they don't. At all. They, they're not coordinated at all. No. Yes, they could... They have, essentially, as far as we know, sort of an infinite spell library. Then. We've never seen something that they can't do, whereas Mushu is limited to only fire. Yeah. But 
this there's an element of this that comes back i think to their infighting and squabbling yeah. and a little bit of fucking hell there's a bear and they'll all run around working about what's the best thing to do for the bear yeah and fight amongst themselves whilst mushu as you say is is a smart ass wise cracking dragon who's going to sit back watch them fight yeah let them line themselves up and just yeah, and realistically anything by committee is always more difficult yeah and like having teams has made this a bit different because we've not done teams before no um so I mean that's always going to be more of an issue that unless you are a well-oiled unit, unless no you are some of them, you are some form of legion mm. that knows how to fight, how to fight together, but also how to fight separately, how to take apart an enemy, what no, what your plans are, you're never going to you're no. never going to work and you're never going to succeed against an individual because an individual only has to deal with his own thoughts. Yeah, and I think there's yeah. also yeah. I mean, there's an element of any one of them could fire off a spell at Mushu. However, if the other two disagree, they'll counter that spell yeah, instantly with their own, with their own, probably before it even hits Mushu. And Mushu is is a wise, cracking, wily character who is going to see this and actually be able to get inside their heads oh, and yeah. play them off against each other. Yeah, no, that one will work. Yours, yours will work better than that one. Yeah, and he will annoy them and will wind them up to the point where they fight each other. Yeah. At which point, if they're all turning on each other, they're going to be firing spells off left, right, and centre. It's going to be utter chaos. Yeah, because their spells. I mean, I've not watched it for a while. It's, it's probably my least favourite um, Disney film. I'll certainly after. It's all kind of. They have ones, but they sort of cast charms effectively. Don't they? So they, effectively, yes. it's something to you could knock it out of the air with another charm. Effectively. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a it's a projector. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, honestly, real magic. Yeah. Um, but no. That's never. It doesn't happen else. instantly. Yeah, it is yeah. a projectile that has to, that is fired and has to hit. Yeah, and can miss. Yeah, and can miss. Yeah, it's Harry Potter style. Yes. Then, if you like, with yeah, the yeah, you've, got hit, you've got a hit with an enchantment. It's not yes. just a case of you put you you enchant somebody. You have to have to hit with it. Yes. So much like Mushu's fire, I guess. Yeah. But again, you ha- you have the thing there of like Mushu's element is fire, whereas the magic. Okay, I guess you could argue they could create fire with yeah. the magic, although whether that would damage Mushu then is debatable. Hmm. They could tip a bucket of water on him maybe and nullify his, his fire, I don't know. But, but that doesn't put, his fire, put out any fire, so that's going to stop him producing so, fire. So what I'm saying, yeah, is, is Mushu doesn't necessarily have to hit all of them with one blast. He could simply create a huge fire that burns them all alive. Or the other option, because I mean, he does fly a bit. Kind of, he's kind of got yeah. wings, yeah. I mean, it, it, he hasn't really got, I wouldn't say he's got the power he, of flight. Yeah, he's, he's not got a range flight, but what he has got is fire. Now, all you need to do is catch somebody's wand. Yeah. With fire. And ignite it. And then they lose and their they, power. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could basically just, if he, if he took their wands out first, mm. then burn down, we, we said this is a cottage, and they would burn yeah. the cottage down, they're fucked, and they're not going to be able to get, like, water and stuff to put the fire out. Yeah. And also, as fast as they could put it out, he's he can make more. new fire. Well, that's it. I mean, fire's uncontrollable, whereas their projectile, they have to fire and hit him with it, and it's a singular thing. Yes. Whereas he's not only has he got a ranged attack, he's essentially got spread damage. Yeah, that's right. And I say, whereas he is more limited in what he can actually produce, they can't. They need their wands to produce anything. Yeah. To focus it. Yeah. So if you can take those, I mean, I, I can't remember with Maleficent if hers was one based off she was just pure fucking evil incarnate. Maleficent's just pure evil incarnate. So I mean, could, she could conjure things and she could do things yeah. without needing a vessel or a channel on it. Um, I think in the latest Thor film they did not the, the whole thing with the hammer. The hammer wasn't the thing, the channel, the lightning. It was just something to focus yeah. the attention. So, whereas no, she didn't need a wand. 
uh, chloroform and marijuana do need their ones. They need something to actually to fire. Produce. Yeah. They need something to produce the, these enchantments, these these charms. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you can set fire to those, you've effectively got three women who can do fuck all yeah. apart from burning death. And, and again, he's small enough and he, he's skittery. He can climb up walls and stuff. He could easily get around them, fire off three quick shots to each wand, yeah, and then just light the fire and burn the witches. Yeah. Fairies in this case, but... Yeah, who burns witches? Never yeah. So, yeah, actually, when we started this, I very clearly thought Flora Fawn yeah. and Mary were going to walk it, being so far overpowered to everybody else. Yes. But when we talk about the nuances of each character, I think actually, yeah, I do give this to Mushu. Yeah, I'd say that as well. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect Mushu to get out of the bracket. No, nor did I. Um, but yeah, I think this goes to Mushu. I think so. Um, yeah, if you disagree um, or you want to agree with us, it's entirely up to you. Um, drop us a line. Um, we're on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. You can go to our website, which is ddpodcast.net. Um, we're ddpodnet on Twitter, so you can find us on there. But yeah, drop us a line. Um, get in touch. Any fights you'd like to see. Um, while you're at, if you go out to our website and you want to um, make a comment, we've got our, our back catalogue where all, all the episodes exclusively on the website. We've got some other great shows on there as well, so check them out. But until next time, see you later. Yeah.